You can get this full audiobook for free on Amazon, by clicking on the link in the description. Is brought to you, by the book guide. Coriolanus tried to tamp down the panic rising inside him. A new law? Instating a tax on his apartment? For how much? As it was, they barely eked out a living on Tigris's pittance. The tiny military pension his grandmother received for her husband's service to Pan Am and his own dependent benefits as the child of a slain war hero, which would cease on graduation. If they couldn't pay the taxes, would they lose the apartment? It was all they had. Selling the place would be of no help. He knew his grandmother had borrowed every cent on it she could. If they sold, there would be next to nothing left. They would have to move to some obscure neighborhood and join the grimy ranks of everyday citizens, without status, without influence, without dignity. The disgrace would kill his grandmother. It would be kinder to toss her out the window of the penthouse. At least that would be quick. You all right? Sejanus peered at him, puzzled. You just went white as a sheet. Coriolanus regained his composure. I think it's the Posca. Turns my stomach. Yeah, Sejanus agreed. Ma was always forcing it down me during the war. Ma? Was Coriolanus's place about to be usurped by someone who referred to his mother as Ma? The cabbage and Posca threatened to make a reappearance. He took a deep breath and forced his stomach to hang on to it. Resenting Sejanus more than he had since the well-fed district boy with a cloddish accent first wandered up to him clutching a bag of gumdrops. Coriolanus heard a bell ringing and saw his fellow students converging at the front of the dais. I guess it's time to assign us tributes, Sejanus said glumly. Coriolanus followed him to where a special section of chairs, six rows by four, had been set up for the mentors. He tried to push the apartment crisis out of his head, to focus on the crucial task at hand. More than ever, it was essential that he excel, and to excel, he must be assigned a competitive tribute. Dean Casca Highbottom, the man credited with the creation of the Hunger Games, was overseeing the mentor program personally. He presented himself to the students with all the verve of a sleepwalker, dreamy-eyed and, as usual, doped up on morphling. His once fine physique was shrunken and draped with sagging skin. The close-clipped precision of a recent haircut and crisp suit only threw his deterioration into relief. Due to his fame as the game's inventor, he still had a tenuous hold on his position, but there were rumors that the Academy board was losing patience. Ho there, he slurred, waving a crumpled piece of paper over his head. Reading the things off now. The students hushed, trying hard to hear him above the din of the hall. Read you a name, then you who gets that one, right? So fine. District one, boy, goes to... Dean Highbottom squinted at the paper, trying hard to focus. Glasses, he mumbled. Forgot them. Everyone stared at his glasses, already perched on his nose, and waited while his fingers found them. Ah, here we go. Livia Cardu. 
Livia's pointed little face broke into a grin, and she punched the air in victory, shouting, Yes! in her shrill voice. She had always been prone to gloating, as if the plum assignment was solely a reflection on her, and not on her mother running the largest bank in the capital. Coriolanus felt increasing desperation as Dean Highbottom stumbled through the list, assigning each district's boy and girl a mentor. After ten years, a pattern had emerged. The better-fed, more capital-friendly districts of one and two produced more victors, with the fishing and farming tributes from four and eleven also being contenders. Coriolanus had hoped for either a one or a two, but neither was assigned to him which was made more insulting when Sejanus scored the District 2 boy. District 4 passed without mention of his name, and his last real chance for a victor, the District 11 boy, was assigned to Clemencia Dovecote, daughter of the Energy's secretary. Unlike Livia, Clemencia received news of her good fortune with tact, pushing her sheet of raven hair over her shoulder as she studiously made note of her tribute in her binder. Something was amiss when a Snow, who also happened to be one of the Academy's high honor students, had gone unrecognized. Coriolanus was beginning to think they had forgotten him, perhaps they were giving him some special position, when to his horror he heard Dean Highbottom mumble, And last but least... District 12 girl, she belongs to Coriolanus Snow.